You're listening to Live 360 with Tony Sutherland, and this is episode number seven. All right, guys, let's jump right on in. Today, we're talking about a growth mindset, a growth mindset. Our key verse is Philippians 3.13, New Living Translation says, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. You know, everything in our podcasts that we've been talking about so far has to do with a mindset, getting the right mindset. The scripture says in Colossians 3 and 2, set your minds on things above, going higher, getting better, doing more. Now, it doesn't make us more loved. It doesn't make us more a child of God in our identity. But God wants us to grow. Your, your future self is waiting on a better you. There are people that are waiting on a better you. And the Bible talks about growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are children of God. It's our identity. We always start there. Absolutely. But there is something to becoming better. I believe that we need to be better husbands. We need to be better pastors. We need to be better friends. We need to be better financiers. We need to be in better shape. We need to improve and grow. Your future self is waiting on a better you. And the scripture, Paul says, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, moving forward, keeping forward momentum, growing. I always tell people, yeah, you need to be yourself, but you need to be a better version of yourself. You know, life is constant growth. You, you can't escape it. You're just going to have to accept. And I will say, if you're not being stretched and challenged, you're not growing. I'm not growing. Growing is always accompanied by frequent spurts of real pain and frustration. You know, when we pray, we're, we say, Lord, I, I want to be better. I know you love me for who I am. That will never change. And that's a great place to be with God. It's a great place to start, and it's always the ending point. God will never reject you for what you're not or what you are. You are His, and that's permanent. But God is calling us to higher things and better things for our life. And you're never going to get there unless you get uncomfortable. You know, comfort and growth cannot coexist on the same page. There's always a level of discomfort. In fact, when you pray and you say, Lord, I want to be a better man. I want to be a better woman. I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better coworker. I want to be a better husband, a better wife. God, I want to be a better son, a better daughter. I want to be a better friend. I want to be better. What you are really, what you're really praying is Lord complicate my life. Because comfort and complication don't exist in the same state of being. You have to stretch because growing always is accompanied by real spurts of pain and discomfort and frustration. So what our prayer then has to be is, God, 
I pray that you will increase the threshold of my pain. Because if you're going to go to the next level in any area of life or leadership, you're going to have to grow. You're going to have to get a mindset to grow. The scriptures tell us in in Colossians 3 and 2, set your minds on things above. It takes a mindset. Everything we're talking about in Live 360 is all about getting a good mindset. And, And you know, it's easy to make excuses. It's easy to use our our lives and our upbringing, our families and and our current situations and our lack of resources. And while it's okay to have limitations, it's not good to stay where we are. And so all of us have limitations. All of us have something working against us that's trying to keep us from improving and becoming better at who we are. And to experience real joy and peace in life, you have to be moving forward. You have to be growing in one area or another in your life. Um, Because, you know, we all have these things, but a permanence mindset keeps us stuck. And so when we're praying, God, get me unstuck. God, help me to go to the next level. Help me to become better at what I do. Um, You know, the law of the lid in leadership says I can never lead a one, two, three, four, five, or six, or a seven if I'm still a six. I have to, if I'm going to lead sevens, I have to grow in my ability to lead. If, if I'm going to lead six, sevens, and eights, I need to try to bump up the lid of my limitations and get to a nine. And so, of course, there's practical things that we can do to get better. But what I want to deal with today is the mindset that says, I just want to stand still. Guys, I don't think that we should be afraid of growing. What we need to be afraid of is standing still. I I don't want to a year from now look back and say, you know, I'm still the same as I was a year ago, basically. I would like 365 days from now to look back and say, I got better. I grew. I learned something. I become better at what I did. I've refined my craft. I produced more. I did more. It doesn't make us more to God. It doesn't make us more his child. It doesn't make us more approved by him. It doesn't make him love us or like us any less. In fact, in grace, God will never like you less or love you more. He loves you, period. And he has a plan for your life. But in order to get to the next level in growth, we have to make some choices. We have to do some things. We, you know, I know a lot of guys out there that are just stuck and they, they're like, I got to get out of here. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be better. I'm tired. Then you have to make some choices. And before you can make those choices, you got to get a growth mindset. You know, if we have that permanence mindset, we will be stuck. We'll never get out of our current situation or our current state of mind. So we have to understand the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. So let's talk about a fixed mindset really quick. All right, so this is what a fixed mindset says. A fixed mindset says things like this. Failure is the limit of my abilities. I'm just limited and I'm going to fail because I just am limited and my abilities are what they are. And so failure is the reason for that. Well, that's true, but you don't have to stay there. You see, you can make, that is a true statement. Maybe you did fail because you're limited in your abilities. Some people say, 
my upbringing, my social status, my ethnicity, my gender, all that is to blame. No, it's not to blame. No, it's you can't put the fault on anybody else but yourself. You can't have that mindset, that victim mentality that says everybody else is keeping me down. The Bible says the Lord is my doorkeeper. God is my doorkeeper. He's the one that closes and opens doors. I don't have to depend on other people for God to take me where I need to go. Some some other things a fixed mindset says, I can't learn anything else. I've peaked. Well, if you've peaked and you can't learn anything else, you're in a pretty interesting situation. You're 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 at a moment in time where it's time to make some decisions. Some people say I'm either good at it or I'm not. I can either do it or I can't. That's a fixed mindset. That's a present uh, a permanence mindset. Some people say I don't like challenges. I just don't I just don't want to be challenged. I don't want to have any obstacles to overcome. Or either they say my obstacles are keeping me down. Some people say I'm comfortable where I am, so I'm just going to stay right here. You see, these are fixed mindsets. And the Bible says in Colossians 3 and 2 to set your mind on things above. In other words, what is currently before you is a limitation, but God says, I want you to lift your eyes above that. It's time to get them set on higher things. Here's another thing a fixed mindset says, when I'm frustrated, I'm just going to give up. What's the use in all the fuss? See, fixed mindset type of people don't want to accept the challenge and embrace it. You know, you can't just accept your challenge. You have to take the challenge. You can't just say, you know, I've got all these challenges if we're all challenged, but some people are choosing to say, I'm just going to go ahead and back down from my challenge instead of face the challenge and take the challenge. Some people who have a mixed mindset, fixed mindset say, safety and security are important to me, so I'm just going to stick to what I know because I'm comfortable in that. And then they're still frustrated because they don't, they don't, they don't want to stay where they are, but yet they say safety and security are important to me. You know, they are to me too. They're, they're, they're important to a lot of high-level uh, leaders and, and high achievers that I know. But they've decided that safety is not as important as the next level, so they're willing to risk and, and, and to overcome safety and security. Some fixed mindset people will say, I take criticism and feedback personally. So guess what? I'm going to get inside an echo chamber where all I hear is what I want to hear and what I believe and so that I can escape criticism and the necessary feedback that's going to help me. Guys, listen, if you're going to grow and you want to get to the next level, you have to be willing to open yourself up to personal feedback and accountability. Accountability is just the ability to take account for your resources and your gifts and your talents and your current situation. Listen, guys, we all need a brother or sister sandpaper in our life challenging us to help us to go to the place that God has for us. We have to be able to take some criticism and some personal feedback and open ourselves up to other people speaking into our lives. I'm talking about trusted people that we know. Um, you know, have you ever watched American Idol or The Voice and you watch these things and people get on there and they can't sing a lick? Well, the reason they got on there and the reason they're being exposed and exploited to some certain degree is because somebody close to those people told them that they were good enough, that they could sing, that they were talented, and they fed them a 
a pile of lies about themselves and they never got better. They just kept receiving all this positive reinforcement. Sometimes we need some negative people in our lives to expose some of the things that we don't see around us. A a, a person with a fixed mindset will say, I just get offended easily. I get offended easily. It's our, I get offended, but I don't want to just let those offenses keep me from listening to the truth of other people. You know, I don't want to be offended easily. I need to get a thicker skin. You need to get a thicker skin so that you can listen to honest and truthful feedback so that you're not the same 365 days from now. Here's another thing that a person with a fixed mindset will say. They'll say, when people notice my deficiencies, I make excuses and defend myself. Well, you don't understand. I, you know, no, no, we just need to stop making excuses and defending ourselves because we need to grow. It's time to go to the next level. You know, husbands and wives, you know, I, I, I talk to a lot of husbands and wives and, and a lot of them say, man, my wife is just pretty blunt. My husband is just pretty blunt. You know what? We need people that are close to us to tell us the truth. We don't want just a bunch of yes people around us that will tell us everything we want to hear. You know, the Bible specifically speaks to this. It says that the believing wife sanctifies the husband and the believing husband sanctifies the wife. Um, You know, that's so true. Think about it. That my wife's faith in me is strong enough to say, Tony, you need to grow. You are being you are being insecure, you are being lazy, you are grumpy, you know, and having sometimes some people speak some truth around us gets us to the place where we realize, hey, I'm not as good as I thought I was. I need some exposure. I need some of the layers of my own fake veneer to be pulled back so I can see the truth because I don't want to have a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset says, I, I'm going to stay where I am because I really don't have a choice. This is who I am and I'm not going to get any better. And if you don't like me, fine. You will never grow with a fixed mindset. You know, in order to maximize our performance, we must possess an inner drive to want more and do better. This is the thing that will create the necessary, I guess the word I'm looking for is inertia to propel forward. So a growth mindset, we talked about what a fixed mindset says. Now let's talk about what a growth mindset says. A growth mindset says, you know what? I can develop my abilities and my intelligence. Now, now some people would say your IQ is fixed. I would say your ability to process information and your ability to learn and grow might be set but you can get smarter. You can become more intelligent. You can become more wise. You know, wisdom is simply people living through certain circumstances and learning how they overcame it so that they can share it with others. That's wisdom. Wisdom is is something that takes time and pressure and heat and struggles to go through. So folks, a growth mindset says, you have to set your mind first. You have to tell yourself, I can develop my abilities and my intelligence. I can develop and I can grow and I can get better. And what that will cause you to do is you'll seek out people that are better than you. I like to be around people that challenge me, that that push me on to greatness. I remember several years ago, about 20 years ago, before taking a very large ministry assignment, 
in Washington, D.C. I was supposed to send my resume in and I was supposed to go in for an interview. I lived in a really small town. I, I had a small youth group and I was doing pretty good in a small church. I was a big fish in a little pond and I was doing well. And I got a call from another pastor and and he was saying, we'd like to invite you to uh, interview at our church. We're looking for a, a pastor on staff and we have a large congregation of 4,500 plus and we live in a big city. And all of a sudden I was confronted with all of these fears like, man, I don't know about all that. That just seems overwhelming. And so I kind of hesitated in sending my resume in. And then about six weeks later, I got a call from this pastor again and saying, hey, we're just waiting on your resume. We're waiting to get this uh, information from you. And we'd really like to uh, consider you for uh, a position here. And 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 I just, you know, I, I just told him, I said, I'll be honest with you, I'm a little overwhelmed. And and the guy said, well, we understand that, but we, we've received a lot of confirmation from contacts that have spoken very highly of you, and we would really like to consider you. And later on, I had a talk with my wife, and I just told her, you know, I just don't know if I'm really going to do this or not. I think I'm just going to, you know, wait on another opportunity. And my wife said this, I'll never forget it. She said, you're letting fear keep you back from a, an amazing opportunity. And she was right. And so thank God, thank God that I had someone near me who challenged me and who caused me to think more deeply about my own fears and really what was holding me back. I think internal forces hold us back more than external forces. We're able to overcome any obstacle thrown at us. We have a big God. We have, um, we have more connections and more resources at our disposal than we really do believe that we do. Um, another person who has a growth mindset would say, my failure is an opportunity to grow. I said that, you know, and I eventually did turn in my resume and I ended up taking a tenure there. And man, I learned so many things there. I, I did struggle at first. It was hard. I, I had to learn how to overcome a lot of limitations and a lot of fears. But in doing so, I've grown as a leader. I've grown as a man of God. I've grown as a pastor. I've grown as a human being because I didn't let my fear and failure hold me back. And I listened to someone who challenged me. A, a, a person with a growth mindset would also say, feedback is constructive and necessary for my growth. They'll also say things like, I'm stuck in a pattern of repetition. I need to try new things. I need to escape this echo chamber. There's more for me. I need to be challenged with different experiences. I need to hear a variety of opinions. I need more options and more diversity in my life. I need people that are different than me around me. I don't want to be around the same small-minded people who think small, who believe small, who see small. I need to come up above sea level and see more. Um, I need more options, more diversity. So a growth mindset person will tell himself or herself, my effort and attitude determine my abilities. If I give the effort and I change my attitude, I can increase in ability. And with increasing my ability, I increase my sphere of influence. I give myself more leverage and more power to become a bigger influencer and make a bigger impact in the world around me. So we need to change our level of effort and our level of attitude. We need to have an A-game-minded personality. Now remember, I'm going to come back to all of this. This is not about always doing more and being more and doing better and being better. 
But doggone it, don't we need to be more? Don't we need to do more? Don't we need to want more and to, and to get out of our small-minded mentality and start thinking bigger and dreaming bigger and praying more ridiculous prayers and praying more audacious things before God, saying, God, I need to come up out of this. In fact, I believe that we need to dream and believe for things so big that unless God gets in it, we will absolutely fail and crumble and fall apart. We need to get ourselves out into the middle of a big project, of a big pursuit that requires God to get us to. If, if you're not being challenged and you're not being stretched and you're not being pushed and you're not being stressed a little bit and frustrated a little bit, then your goals are probably too small. And you'll never compel anyone else to do big things if you don't get that mindset that says, I'm going to overcome these small-minded tendencies and I am going to be a bigger and a better version of myself. You know, I found over a year, over years of just knowing myself and knowing other people around me, growth-minded people really have a better life. Hey guys, want to take a break here just for a few moments, give your ears a chance to rest a little bit. Once I get going, man, it I just I just go. But anyway, I just want to remind you to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcast. Um, what this does, it just helps bring more awareness to this platform that God has given us and uh, helps us get more content out to more people to help them discover how to have peace and joy in every area of their life. Hey, listen, man, God wants us to grow, doesn't want us to stay the same, wants us to develop in every area of our life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and the Holy Spirit was given to make our lives better. Jesus said in John 10 and 10, I have come that you might have life. And I hope the content we're sharing with you today is bringing a sense of life, expectancy, and faith into your world, helping you discover how to have peace and joy, and also take some action in growing. And so let's get our mindset growing and going to the next level. So let's jump back in. We've got about, oh, maybe 13 minutes left. And I know there's some great content left ahead. So let's get it. Growth-minded people are most likely to be optimistic. They're most likely to embrace change and leave the past. They're, they're most likely to seek out meaningful connections, which usually has to do with people who are better at what they are and have what they want. I remember when I was younger, I you know used to want mentors and and people in my life that could really, really help me get to the next level, those relationships that, you know, had influence and had money. And, 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 and I believe that when God calls you to the next level, those people will present themselves in your life. People who know more, who have more, who are more connected. And we all need those people in our life. And God will bring that into your life as you begin to pursue the more and to want the more and to dream bigger. God will put big dreamers in your life who dream things way outside your sphere. Um, and those are the meaningful connections. And I remember when I would read books and I would get so inspired, and I still do this today, I will, I will find out where they're located. I will call their offices and I will ask those people for an hour of their time, either by phone or in person. And I'm even willing to pay for their time because I want to 
talk to those people and and learn from those people and be inspired by those people. You need you need inspiring, meaningful relationships in your life. And a growth-minded person is likely to have those meaningful connections in their life because they seek them out. They want them. I've been bold before. I've called very important VIP type people and I've gotten connections and meetings with them because I was just audacious enough to want more, to be more, to have more, and to be a person who made a bigger impact and influence in the world around me. So I would seek these people out. I would hunt them down and I would almost be a little bit of a thorn in their side until they gave me the attention that I needed from them because we need those type of people. We need to be hungry for meaningful connections. And if you're a growth-minded person, you will have meaningful connections. It doesn't mean they'll be your best friend. We, we all have good friends in our life. We all have people that we like to hang around with and let our hair down. But we also need to be around people who help us build our lives up, not just let our hair down. We need to get around people that will tell us things that just inspire and challenge us. And so we need to seek out those meaningful connections. We need to re, uh, a growth-minded person will resist negativity. I will not take no for an answer. You know, there's nothing worse than being around a person that's just negative all the time. People don't want to follow negative people. So we got to be better. We got to do more. We got to want more. And we got to get a positive mindset and a faith-filled expectancy so that people will want to get around us. Um, I want to be around that guy whose scarf is blowing in the wind and there's not even any wind. You know what I'm saying? I want to get around those people that create their own storms and, and, and create their own excitement and anticipation. And so if I want to be around those type of people, I need to be that type of person that resists negativity so that people are drawn to that. People are repelled and repulsed by negative mindedness and petty mindedness. So a growth minded person is most likely to resist negativity. A growth minded person is most likely to break static cycles. You know, if you're a growth minded person, you won't let yourself be static for too long. You will do something that will change the game, that will flip the script. A growth minded person is most likely to make less excuses. You know what? I am not going to let excuses keep me back from doing the things I'm going to I'm going to stop talking about what hindered me and I'm going to stop start looking for things that help me. Let me say that again. A growth-minded person stops talking about the things that hurt them and starts looking for the things that will help them. The things that hinder and the things that help. A growth-minded person dismisses the things that hindered and they have a mindset that says I'm going to look for the things that help me. I'm going to stop making excuses. A growth-minded person is most likely to adopt better learning strategies. They learn from their mistakes and they quit repeating the same thing over and over and over again. They do something different. You've heard this before. The definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over and expecting different results. But if you want to go where you've never been, then you're going to have to do what you've never done. You know, um, I heard somebody say it like this one time. To, to go up, you have to give up. And growth-minded people are willing to give up things that produce the same results so that they can go up. Maybe it's that you're doing something that's even producing something powerful in your life and it's been a blessing to yourself and to others for so long, but you've peaked, you've plateaued. And so now you're left with the decision, do I just keep doing the same things over and over? Or do I flip the script and make it to where I can stop, start adopting better learning strategies so I don't keep making the same mistakes or producing the same thing over and over.
A growth-minded person is most likely to overcome challenges. And we've talked about this, but if you're a growth-minded person, you, you eat challenge for breakfast. You stop saying things like, man, I have a problem. You start saying things, man, I have an opportunity. I have an open door for change. This problem is now becoming a platform for my leadership. I'm going to solve this problem so that when I solve this problem, now I can become the expert in this area and I can help other people overcome the same challenges. Uh, A growth-minded person is most likely to persevere through hardship. Persevering. Uh, I was uh, one of my ministry assignments several years ago, a very large church, and I was in my office one day, and I had a leadership poster behind my desk that had a guy, uh, he was a a Olympic rower, and under the, under the, under the, picture, it had the caption, perseverance. And I used to think so many times that's either me persevering or it's rowing myself up and out of here. But you know what? A, a growth minded person is probably more prone to overcome challenges and persevere through hardship than allow the hardship to cause them to settle or to change course and to back out and go another direction. Um, a growth minded person is most likely to desire greater clarity you know what? I need to understand this. I need to seek out clarity. I need to find out why why this is happening. I need to find out what's causing me to stumble, what's causing, what's hindering me in my leadership, what's hindering me in my growth. So a real growth-minded person says, I just need better clarity. A growth-minded person will tell themselves, I need to achieve higher levels of competence. Time to go back to school. Time to watch videos. Time to read books. Time to get around instructors. Time to increase my certification. And, and, you know, I I do say that uh, getting a doctorate degree is not necessarily make you more important. It doesn't make you, uh, it doesn't make you a better person, but it definitely does improve your abilities. It basically tells others, getting a a doctorate degree tells people this guy can handle the big decisions. He can handle the big challenges. I I do know a lot of people that have a lot of degrees, but when they preach, they can't bring the heat. Do you hear what I'm saying? But those, those higher levels of learning expose you to things you didn't know before and put necessary tools in your back pocket that you didn't have before that you need. So... A growth-minded person says, I need to achieve higher levels of competence. A growth-minded person is most likely to develop more creativity because with the more resources you gain in your journey, you're able to have now more tools to be creative. Um, And you're also resourceful. You don't let your limitations hold you back, but you learn how to be creative in, in maximizing the smallest resources that you have. You know, Gideon didn't need a bigger army he needed God to show up in the small army that he had. And I, and I say a lot of times uh, in being creative doesn't mean you have more. It means that you know how to do more with your less. And that's what God wants to do in our limitations. Sometimes God will say, you know what? I'm not going to give you more. I want you to find me in this circumstance. I want you to find out what you're really made of with having less around you, with having less uh, capable or competent people around you and a lack of resources because Gideon defeated a 300,000 uh, soldier Midianite army with 300 guys because God was on his side. So we don't always need more. 
We need God to do more in our less. And then a growth-minded person um, is most likely to be generally happier because their enthusiasm and their passion fuel them and fuel others around them. It's just a cycle and a world and an environment of positivity around them that they carry with them wherever they go. And people want to be around that. They're able to muster their own motivation when circumstances are hard and when the environment is harsh. You can give them a pocket knife and a compass and drop them in the middle of a harsh jungle and they learn how to survive and they learn how to thrive and they learn how to lead and they come out of those situations so much stronger and so much better than when they entered it. So in order to develop a growth mindset, you need to do these six things. I'll just give them really quick. Number one, you need to learn to speak candidly about your mistakes and what you learned. You need to be able to articulate where you failed and what you learned in that failure. Number two, you need to stay positive and proactive about your mistakes and struggles. Don't be negative. Don't let yourself get down. Don't go down the spiral of disappointment and regret and and you know getting caught up in, in, in the areas you failed. Stay positive and proactive about your mistakes and struggles. Number three, you need to reflect ed, reflectively admit your failures. Now, this is tied to number four, so I'm going to tell you three and four together. Number three is reflectively admit your failures, but number four, focus on the effort that will lead to your success. So don't sit there and just, just, just go deeper into a spiral of negativity about where you failed. Reflectively admit your failures but then focus on the effort that will lead to your success. So number five, I say this, use your past as a reference, but never as a compass. It's good to learn from our past, but never let it be what determines where you're coming into. In other words, man, I failed at that. I probably am not going to do very good at that moving forward. No, that's not true. Just because you fail at something doesn't mean that that life or that goal or that dream is not for you. It's just that when you use your past as a reference and not as a compass, you're learning how to recalibrate and try different things to continue moving in the direction and the course for your life. Number six, monitor your self-talk. Zig Ziglar once said, when you talk to yourself, speak kindly. Don't, Don't criticize yourself and beat yourself up. If you fail, learn from it, reflectively admit where you failed, but don't focus on it. Preachers are good at this. They're good at beating themselves up when they don't preach well or, you know, high achievers, people who want to do well, don't like to fail. So they beat themselves up over and over again. But when you beat yourself up, you defeat yourself. When you beat yourself, you defeat yourself. So monitor your self-talk. And that leads us to number seven, safe say this with me. I'm learning. Don't say I'm failing. If you say I'm failing, that self-talk will cause you to go in the direction that your words are pointing in. So you need to learn how to speak kindly. Say things to yourself like, I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm recalibrating. I'm reassessing. But don't get caught up in saying I'm failing. So number one, learn to speak candidly about your mistakes and what you learned. Number two, stay positive and proactive about your mistakes and struggles. Number three, reflectively admit your failures. Number four, focus on the effort that will lead you to success. Number five, use your past as a reference but never as a compass. Number six, monitor your self-talk. And number seven, say I'm learning.
Never say I'm failing. Hey, that's episode seven with seven points. Seven and seven. Seven's a great number to remember. But let's remember that, that last point. That's so important. Don't call yourself a failure and don't tell yourself you're failing. Tell yourself you're learning. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If it did, bless you in some way. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review and share it with one or two people in your life that you know need to hear what you heard today. I'm really excited about episode eight coming up. And until then, we'll see you. Oh, 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 oh,